the flag could talk, it could write a book. This man's name is really great. Uh, 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 I'm looking in the window at Tiffany's. Hey, and welcome to In Her Lens, In Conversation, Archives and Documentary. My name is Nadine, and in this special short series that is running this whole week on In Her Lens, I sit down with five documentary filmmakers and ask them about the use of archival footage in their personal work and documentary work in general. This series is a collaboration with the Brooklyn Public Library and New York History Day 2022. It follows a short video that I created for the New York History Day contest called Creating Documentaries and Unearthing Archives. You can watch it on YouTube. It's linked in the episode notes. So if you hear me drop the documentary or the video, that is what I am referring to. In the second episode, you will get to know Michelle Memran. She is a filmmaker, writer, and visual artist. As a journalist in New York, she has written for The New York Times, Newsweek, Vanity Fair, and American Theatre Magazine. Her highly acclaimed debut feature documentary is a collaboration with the Cuban-American playwright Maria Irene Fornes, and it's called The Rest I Make Up. In this conversation, Michelle talks about the conversations that she likes to have with the camera, the element of memory that archives invoke, and her approach to storytelling. I'm really so happy that she joined this project. Here is Michelle Memran on Archives and Documentary. Tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up, and if you studied film or if you're self-taught. Uh, sure, yeah. Um, so my name is Michelle Memran, and um, I'm originally from Southfield, Michigan, which is right outside of Detroit. Um, I, you know, was a journalist for many, many years. I mean, that's what I went to school for. And, um, and I became a filmmaker entirely by accident. Like there was no, it was the story that, 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 you know, um, that led the process for that. So, um, I learned entirely on the job and with all of the mistakes and, um, curiosity that entails. Beautiful. And what excites you about documentary filmmaking as a form? Well, for me, documentary filmmaking, documentary to me is friendship. You know, it allows me to get closer to somebody and it gives me an excuse to get to know them. And, you know, the camera becomes, you know, a, um, a way to have conversation and, um, and being behind the camera. So that's the only way I work is being you know, behind the camera and um, with the subject or with the person I'm collaborating with. And it really feels like a collaboration to me. So, um, so what excites me about it is that you get to, you know, you get to have a relationship, you know, you get, you, you have this intimate thing that's happening and there just happens to be a camera there. Um, a lot of times people will comment um, on the, the, about the film I made that the angles are, like you have such interesting artistic angles. Like, you know, the camera's da always down here. And it's because I wanted to be able to see um, Irene, you know, so I wanted her to see my face. Yeah. And I didn't want the camera in, in you know, to, um, to interrupt that. So it, it, the exciting thing about it is, and, and I think it's so exciting today because you, you have the tools to just do it because you can use your phone, you can use, um, 
you know, there's really inexpensive, fantastic 4K cameras. You know, I mean, it depends like what your aesthetic is. There's super eight. There's all sorts of different things that you can use mm -hmm. to build relationship. Yeah, it's really become such an accessible art form. Will you tell us a little bit about the film that you created about Irene? Sure, yeah. So the, the film that I made, um, which was my first film ever, um, and uh, was a feature, and it was called The Rest I Make Up. And it was a collaboration with um, the Cuban-American playwright Maria Irene Fornas. And, um, and it, it was entirely, like I said before, it was entirely by accident. And she has a quote, actually, that she says, um, when something happens by accident, I trust it. And um, I just happened to have an old Hi8 camera on the beach. Um, and Irene and I had become friends. And she was going through some memory loss and we weren't really sure why it was happening um but i knew that she wasn't writing and that she was lamenting that writing and so a camera on you know brighton beach uh and we had one and i asked her like does the camera make you uncomfortable and she was like oh my god the camera to me is my beloved the one who wants me always so <laughs> wow so yeah so we started so that was the film and it became a sort of chronicle of a friendship, but but also um, a deep exploration of Irene's creative process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a really exciting uh, concept as well. So this is something that came out of a relationship, a friendship. Um, is that always how you kind of approach work? How do you choose a story? Do you feel called to it? Um, do you think, oh, maybe I can't find enough footage for it? How do you kind of figure out this is a story that I want to be a part of telling? I feel like the story entirely chooses me. Mm. I feel like if it's something that needs to happen, um, my current project right now is I'm working with um, a, a former actor turned artistic director who has uh, early early onset Alzheimer's and aphasia. And um, we just really love each other and wanted to do something together. And um, And he's got a lot of things he wants to say and doesn't know how long he has to say them and you know he doesn't know like when the illness is going to take certain things away from him so there's a sense of like immediacy and urgency yeah. to the story right and there's a reason why we need a camera there and if there's no reason why i i'm not drawn to it in the same way mm -hmm. yeah it really feels like the, the story you're telling now and then uh, of your previous film something that is so present that if you want to capture it, it is the tool of a camera that can, and mm -hmm. there's no th no looking back, there's no looking forward, there is that person and that relationship right now, which I really find such a beautiful um, idea. Um, this video is specifically about archival footage and using archives and research. Is this something that you do in your work? And what functions do archives have in your perspective in a documentary? Oh, definitely. Archival, I mean, I kind of think of the film that I made because it took me 15 years to make it. It was sort of, by the, the, the technology was so outdated that it, it felt like archival, the whole thing. Right. right. Um, but the archival in that sense, like, really served for memory, purpose of memory. And, um, and so watching that archival with Irene, with the subject, you know, there's, there's beautiful examples. Um, Summer of Soul, 
was a great film that where they were watching the archival of the concerts they were in and like what like and then filming them watching this old moment so for that that's what archival um that's what it excites me about archival because you get to like um revisit a moment with the person you're documenting um so that's how i use it and and you know in the film um you know how to, how to transport the audience to where the subject is living um and also the texture of archival i love the i mean there's something that i bristle at in terms of like everything being immaculate yeah and everything being 4k and and you know 5k or whatever the k is going to be i love the pixelated old you know the the 16 millimeter super eight or like high eight and um so i that's what i also love about archival is that it creates texture and it, it creates surprise you're like oh wow where are we going now um i thought we were in new york in 2003 and we're going back to you know 1953 and like wow look at look at that mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, that mirroring is really interesting because, yeah, I guess it, it also like adds the perspective, like so much more perspective to our current situation in the world and where we've been and where we're going. Yeah. When you're uh, building the film and you have all of this footage, are you always looking at message or are you looking for, OK, I really want to pursue something that the subject would really like to see in the film? Like, how do you decide, OK, discerning between what is part of maybe just footage and what is really part of the message of the film? So yeah, so when we're in the edit room, um, basically I'm looking for the moments that feel most alive, mm -hmm. like moments um, that are captured that do not feel contrived in any way that are like, you know, as we talked about, like accidentally captured, maybe it's a piece of audio that we didn't even know we had um, with a camera on the ground, or maybe it's, it's um, you know, one of these you know, basically I'm looking for spontaneity mm -hmm. and, and moments that, that feel energized. Um, and, and then also that can convey story. So it's, you're looking for the moments that feel most alive, but then you're also like, okay, how does this fit into the story? And if it doesn't fit into the story, you know, a lot of those moments fall to the wayside. Right. But, you know, so it's, it's seeing, I, I start with the moments that are most alive and then what story are those moments telling? Mm -hmm. And then, um, and then can, and sometimes those moments don't even stay in the, in the, in the structure, but they've led us to another moment that is, that has more clarity. Right. So it's like, it's like you start with that and then you go deeper and you're like, okay, I understand what this moment is, but what else do we need to contextualize it? Right. Right. Okay. Really interesting. Um, you know, filmmaking is, it's a difficult process. It's expensive. Uh, it's a lot of hard work. What are some of the challenges that you faced in creating your work and what advice do you have to give about those challenges? Well, that's a great question. Um, you know, the challenges for me, I mean, docu the, the, the major challenge in documentary filmmaking to me is funding. Um, in terms of having the time to actually tell your story because it took me i mean it took me 15 years to make my film yeah and so and part of that was the amount of footage that you shoot you can shoot in a documentary and part of it is also um being emotionally ready to tell your story mm. like sometimes you need to wait i don't think i could have made the film i made had i made it when i thought I was going to make it. 
So it's having that distance and time. So it's the resources. So it's time, money, emotional clarity, and, um, and, and commitment. Because I think that like, when you start to make a documentary film, you have to think, um, or I had to think and now in terms of making new projects, I have to think, is this going to be interesting to me in five years? Because I know it's going to take me five, at least five years to make it. Mm-hmm. So am, am I going to be as excited about what I'm doing today in five years? And that's sort of the benchmark in terms of um, whether or not to pursue something. What is one aspect? We talked a little bit about relationship and not wanting to put the camera in front of somebody's face. But what is an aspect of your process of filmmaking that is really unique to who you are? Yeah, one one aspect uh, of the way I work that I think is unique is that I don't work from an outline. And I don't, you know, there's no, um, there's no script. There's not something I want to capture. Um, and that means you'll have, you know, a lot more material than you can probably use mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, I'm just going to have the camera here as a companion. Um, and, and, um, and also another aspect is how do we um, capture something without objectifying it? So how do you, how do you um, become a part of the, how do we become a part? How do I become as a, okay. How do <laughs> the, the, the big challenge is, you know, how do I, as a filmmaker, become a part of the process without stealing the focus, you right. know, without it being, you know, a film about me. So that's something that I'm always learning. And I think that like, um, and each project uh, is guided by who the subject is and, and what is the kind of, like one of the things I'm really trying to get at is how would the subject tell their story? Mm. rather than how do I think the story should be told. Um, And I feel like I did that with Irene and it's always going to be different. Like every film you do is always, and for me, every film I do is always going to be a different process. And it's always going to involve beginner's mind and the idea that like anything can happen and I have no idea. And I, do I even know how to do this? I mean, I just got a new camera. And I'm, you know, shooting with a new subject and I don't know what, how to use the camera. And, you know, it's it, because I'm like, oh, like, how do I, so, so that's, that's maybe unique to me in the sense of, um, I, I prefer to be an amateur in a lot of ways. That's really cool. Um, okay. Last question already. It's going so fast, but, um, if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self, if you looked at yourself at, I don't know, 14 years old, um, what would you say to her? Oh, be kind to yourself. You know, it's, it's be kind to yourself and it's okay to learn on the job and not give up when it gets so crazy hard and you're in the midst of the creative process and you have no idea if you're ever going to be able to finish it, if you want to finish it, if, you know, if the world wants to see it, do you, you know, it, and to really ask yourself, do you need to see this? Mm-hmm. Do you need to see this film? Is this something that will be healing for you? Will it be healing for your subject? Then make it. You know, that's the only reason for me to make anything right now is that it's healing on some level, you know, 
So. Oh my gosh, that was so interesting. And just, you really just brought so much to my mind. So I'm just, I'm as a person very inspired by everything you just said. So I just want to thank you so much for being a part of this. Really, really oh, thank you. You can check out all of Michelle's artistic work on her website, michellememran.com, and I want to thank her so much for her honest and warm thoughts. I want to thank Shirley Brown-Alini and Talia Den for making this project possible. A special thanks to the Brooklyn Public Library, Charles Rudoy, and Sonia Ochshorn. In Her Lens is produced and edited by yours truly. The visuals for this special were created by the formidable Madeline Baker, and the theme music is by Daniela Wiegener. I'll see you tomorrow with a brand new episode.